the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, Hour 2 here. Going to get into some shocking, wow, news coming out of the Supreme Court. We didn't see this coming. Didn't see this coming today. And the question is, should we see it coming? Politico has leaked the draft opinion written by Justice Alito. And the breaking news from Politico is that first they announced that Roe v. Wade had been overturned, and now they have changed breaking news to say there is a draft opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade. And here to discuss is my favorite attorney, because y'all know I've got a big mouth, and I like to flap my gums and share my opinions, but I am not a comma JD. I am not an attorney, so I reached out to my favorite attorney who knows all things, not just of the law, but politics here in America, including the Supreme Court. So, of course, I'm talking about none other than Tom Del Beccaro, author of such books as A Divided Nation, and he joins me now. Hey, Tom Del Beccaro, thanks for being here tonight. Thanks so much for having me on. It's a stunning moment. It's a stunning moment, but it's not necessarily the moment that it was first presented to be, with the headlines being that Roe v. Wade has overturned. Describe to uh, to the listeners, if you will, um, that it's it, this is a draft opinion that was written by Justice Alito, not the the formal opinion and judgment of the Supreme Court. Correct? Yeah. Absolutely. First of all, um, somebody in the, one stunning aspect of this is this is a massive issue. And it's very apparent that someone who works within the Supreme Court has leaked this opinion really for only one possible purpose, which is to cause an uproar and a backlash mm-hmm. and, pre- and prevent this from becoming the opinion. There's really no other explanation possible. But the way the Supreme Court works is they take up a case, certain, uh, they take up the case, then there is briefing, then there is oral argument, then they discuss the case, then a opinion is assigned to someone which likely will become the majority opinion by the Supreme Court justice if he's on that side, if the Supreme Court justice is not on that side, then the most senior person in the majority assigns it or writes the opinion. So it is standard procedure to create a draft opinion. This one is exceptionally long, 98 pages, no surprise. And that's not the final say. Sometimes Mm -hmm. 
as we saw with the massive Obamacare decision, who's on what side changes. And it can change all the way to the last moment, as in Obamacare. So, uh, and also, when you create a draft opinion, your colleagues on the Supreme Court, if you make it there, talk to you about it, lobby you about it, disagree with you about it, and these draft opinions can be modified. That's the, 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 uh, that's the process. So why would they leak this in advance? Well, to create this uproar. Look, if this opinion does come down, it will change politics in 2022. It will be the issue the Democrats run on to get past the, the any myriad of problems and they will start talking about this right now and won't stop until November mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to try and stop getting slaughtered in the house. Now, as to why they, the, the, this draft opinion, I haven't read the whole draft opinion, uh, comes out the way it does is a, is a simple reality. The word abortion does not appear in the Constitution. And hold on just a moment. Hold, hold, hold on just a moment. We're talking to Tom DeBacaro, uh, my favorite attorney. Uh, you can read all of his stuff at Political Vanguard, author of many books. And he's uh, discussing with us tonight what was initially explosive news that the Supreme Court had overturned Roe v. Wade based upon a draft opinion written by Justice Alito. So, Tom, you just briefed us on what the process is. And thank you for that, because it's going to go back and forth with the draft opinions. And as they discuss and debate, that's why there's not going to be an official announcement or ruling from the Supreme Court until June, possibly even July. And so this was leaked out uh, according to and I agree with uh, Jim Banks of Indiana that this was he says, if this was an attempt to intimidate the justices over their opinion, the individual responsible must be punished. That's clearly what this is about. Now you're shifting into what Alito said in his draft opinion, which began with uh, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start and that it's being described as an unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision. Um, What were some things that jumped out at you from his draft opinion? Well, look, it's just simple recognition of the obvious until Roe was decided No one had ever said, well, heck, it's a constitutional right. Again, the Constitution doesn't mention the word and it builds on the the original. The way the law works is is like building a house from the foundation up. And it doesn't all go up like exactly to plan, but you have one building block here and then you build with on that, on that and you go on and on, but it has to start with some foundation. And Roe v. Wade. Hold on just to say, you're reminding me of my cousin Vinny when he's talking about the house of cards, right? And my cousin uh, Vinny. <laughs> exactly. So, but there is no quote foundation. There is no quote right to privacy within the, the constitution. These were all constructs. Judges, look, the history of law, whether it's in England or France or otherwise, this is not unique to us, but it is on such an important issue that it's worth commentating about. So basically what Alito is saying is that because there was no real foundation to begin with, it was wrong from 
the start. And he also goes into the history of these laws throughout uh, related to abortion in the States. There's a huge appendix and all of these things. And he comes to the obvious conclusion that, in fact, abortion doesn't have a long tradition within the United States. In fact, outside of commercialized societies in history, whether that's at the height of Rome or the height of, uh, of Greece, the agrarian societies, societies that are built on farms, not in industry, abortion is very rare. It is only in the industrialized society that abortion becomes more commonplace. But he, he takes the time to point out this lack of the notion that it's always been a part of something. It hasn't always been a part of something. It's been a moving target. It is a moving target. Even Roe v. Wade's decision says is based on the notion that it is somehow safe at a certain point in time to make this decision. Well, that places it all in the hands of science. Well, science is moving right. the viability of a baby inside a womb farther and farther back. Well, science science is, is um, settled when it's something that, that's part of the Democrats' agenda, something that they want, and then it's movable when it's not. What I what I liked about his comments was that he said in the years uh, prior to Roe v. Wade, about a third of the states had liberalized their laws, but Roe abruptly ended that political process. It imposed the same highly restrictive regime on the entire nation and effectively struck down the abortion laws of every single state. It represented the exercise of raw judicial power. And it sparked a national controversy that embittered our political culture for half a century. Look, Thomas Jefferson said his greatest fear was federal judges assuming power and making these type of decisions. And with the 14th Amendment, we are turning into a nation where we rely on federal judges to make a single law for the entire state, for, for the entire country, for all peoples. And, and that is what's been going on since the beginning. Uh, but it's really accelerated it. And he is right to point to point those things out. He's right to point out that that if Roe Wade got overturned, California has it in its constitution. It's not going to be overturned in California, mm-hmm. but it probably will be overturned in a, in a significant number of states. And the issue isn't going anywhere. This is going to be, will this be bigger than than the immigration debacle about to happen? Will it be bigger than inflation, which is a debacle happening or a worsening of the uh, immigration issue? I don't know. But this is going to be a major political issue. The Democrats are going to be harping on this for the X amount of, till till November. And then once again, in the presidential race, they will be harping on it even more. Absolutely. This, whoever leaked this needs to be, of course, there's the Department of Justice isn't interested in, in actually finding out who within any administration is, is breaking the law if there are Democrats. So I think that the, whoever leaked this is not going to be punished. And they knew that they were dropping a bomb in the middle of a very unpopular presidential, um, you know, election year for the midterms. They knew they were, they were, by dropping this bomb, they were deflecting away from the border, deflecting away from the inflation crisis going on in our country, deflecting away from everything to in order to um, emotion with an emotionally charged bomb, probably the 
most emotionally charged bomb in the right. United States of America. They dropped it today for that per, for that for that purpose. And whoever leaked this um, is absolutely despicable. And on the level of, I don't want to say treasonous or, or traitorous, but it's that level because it just goes to and it just goes to show how politicized the Supreme Court is. What the, to me, I said for for a long time, the Roe v. Wade was not not even about abortion. It was about it was about um, the it was the original sin in terms of the cultural Marxist movement in this nation for which they could destroy the fabric of a nation, our Judeo-Christian principles and values, as well as the play that if they could just get something stamped, their agenda stamped through the Supreme Court, then because of stare decisis, now it's settled law forever. And that's what they did with Obamacare, thanks to John Roberts. That's what they want to do with transgendering kids. They want to get, they, they want to get their version of uh, Roe settled by the Supreme Court that it's okay to put five-year-olds on puberty blockers and remove their genitals. And one of the things I liked, final thought for you, Tom DeBacaro, I liked what Alito said about stare decisis. He said it, it is not an inexorable command. It is at its weakest when we interpret the cons- um We have long recognized, however, that stare decisis is not an inexorable command, and it is at its weakest when we interpret the Constitution. It has been said that it is is sometimes more important that an issue be settled than it be settled right. But when it comes to the interpretation of the Constitution, the great charter of our liberties, which was meant to endure through a long lapse of ages, we place a high value on having the matter settled right. Agree? Yes, it can't. Just because a decision's made doesn't mean there. It's made by fallible human beings. Take all of the cases <laughs> that upheld uh, slavery for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, judges make judges are very wrong sometimes. Uh, look, I've been an attorney thirty five years. Judges make mistakes, and judges are wrong. And so, no, sorry, decisis is not a law. There's nothing in the law that says because it was decided once this way, it can never be changed. Things have been changed. But this is explosive, and this is the dirtiest politics. But that's the level we are. And the Supreme Court has made the biggest decisions because we are so divided. We don't agree legislatively so it is the Supreme Court that has been making some of these the biggest decisions in America. Well, they've got been given too much power, and we'll see what happens from here now that the pressure is on them and they're being intimidated through this leak. I, I personally don't put my faith that in the strength and in the backbone of Kavanaugh or ACB. Um, so I, I, we're going to see it. They're on the, they're on the, we just got through the draft. The line is so-and-so's on the clock. They are now on the clock unquestionably. Absolutely. Well, Tom, thank you for dropping what you were doing and weighing in tonight. Appreciate your legal expertise, my friend. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Now I want to hear from you guys, your thoughts on this. Um, do you think that this is, do you trust that the fellow conservatives seeing this opinion, that they're going to hold strong in the face of the backlash that will be coming from this draft opinion. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Continuing our discussion on the bomb that was dropped by Politico as they incorrectly, and they still have the tweet up, in which they said the Supreme Court has voted to strike down Roe v. Wade according to an initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito. Look, I'm as excited as anybody at the prospect of Roe v. Wade being overturned, but we like to be accurate here. And when I first saw the headline, I thought on a draft opinion, this, the decisions aren't coming out till June, July. This has not been a vote by the Supreme Court. And as Tom DeBocaro, attorney, explained in the last segment uh, the, about the process going back and forth, I think we've got a reason to be encouraged. But I'm incredibly concerned about what this leak means and that its, its desire is to intimidate as they get to intimidate the Supreme Court and the conservative justices as they continue their debate, which has not been settled. Here now to discuss is, uh, before I go to him, Brian Maloney from Red Wave America is, is on the line. He's he's going to give us his his uh, perspective on this, but we'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Brian Maloney, Red Wave America, your thoughts on this huge announcement tonight? Well, hey, I, so I want to talk about the media aspect of this, because to me, this is a new low for the American media. Um, they have sunk to a level here. We We do not have leaks from the U.S. Supreme Court. We do not have this kind of thing happen. And the reason is, number one, uh, because it isn't, I mean, you don't really know what the final draft will say. We don't know right now whether Alito simply drafted, and this is what I'm hearing right now, this is Alito's draft. Um, and, you know, if he has enough votes, then then they join on to this. Uh, and then the dissenting opinions are tacked on to the end. But that does not mean that this that this is a decision that has, you know, we don't know if Alito has counted the vote. So somebody either is leaking it straight from his uh, email or, you know, maybe a draft circulated, you know, because we don't have experience with Supreme Court leaks mm-hmm. reaching the media and being broadcast across the country, we're kind of on, you know, grounds here that we're not used to. Uh, but for the media, for Politico to present this, and as you pointed out, right off the bat, as though a decision had been reached, you know, immediately the first thing that was done was the barricades were, were erected around the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, and, and I mean, you can't possibly have enough security for the justices, their families, and for everyone that works inside that building. I don't care which side they're on. No one in that building is safe. I don't care if you work for, you know, left, right, or center in there. You are not safe coming and going from work. So this is a part. And if someone inside there actually leaked this, well, someone had to have either it was leaked Brian Maloney or somebody hacked into the Supreme Court system and got a copy of it. But but, but how did political get it? Incredible deception. What's that? It could be it could be a complete con. I mean, it could it could be something somebody made up. I mean, Politico has not said how they got this, of course. I mean, this is just one, you know, source leaking something to them. And do you think that this source wouldn't have fished around and tried to get get the New York Times and the Washington Post Mm -hmm. to bite first? Right. They would have gotten the major, major publications first. But they if they went to Politico, that was their second or third choice. That's when you're going down the line Mm -hmm. and you can't get the big fish to bite your bait. 
Well, right. Well, in fact, I, and, going on. right. Because in fact, I rarely ever read anything or, I, I, you know, and, and yeah. Rush, Rush used to even re- reference Politico. And I was like, what? I, I, Politico has never been my source. We'll just put it that way. So I've yeah. been really disappointed to see so many conservatives jump on this as hashtag winning. And, you know, this is momentous for the pro-life movement. And I'm like, hold up here. This is an incredibly scary, frightening time. First of all, this should remind everybody. Everybody, every conservative, the depths of which the evil that is involved in the Democrat Party, that they are so yes. desperate to continue to be able to have children slaughtered in the womb, that they're trying to intimidate Supreme Court justices in order to keep what yes. is blatantly bad law. And you cannot read this Scalito argument. And and I've and I've got to believe as I've read some of the excerpts from it that it is Scalito because it sure sounds like him. You can't read this and not go. Dude's got a point, right? Um, so you know that, but they don't care that it's bad law. They don't care that it's a violation of the Constitution, as Scalito talks about in terms of how it should be settled at the state. And if one state wants to be like California, and you know now they're voting to be able to kill babies. The perinatal up to 28 days after birth, that's, you know, states' rights. They don't care about anything but the evil, carnal desire for their Marxist, communist destruction of our values to the extent that they want children slaughtered. But it also tells us that they are going to stoop to new, fresh lows between now and November. They're going to be coming at us with one uh, nuclear bomb after another between now and November. And the Republicans have no idea any of this is coming. They have no idea how to fight back. Think about the threat to public safety right now. You're going to have riots Mm -hmm. in Washington. If they haven't even started yet, they will by tomorrow. Uh, They will have the Antifa goons, thugs, bust in there, whatever. If you think this wasn't part of a plan, this wasn't just leaked on its own, Mm. you, you can bet that the DNC had this all planned out ahead of time. There will, there will be instant mobs in D.C., and you'll wonder, how did they get all this in here so fast? Right. Uh, you know, how did they charter the buses so quickly? We have seen that part of it play out before, but they're going to keep doing this and doing this and doing this until they can undermine us all the way through November. This, this is going to be a summer uh, of riots and looting and, and things on fire you know, because we, we go through this now every election year, don't we? But I think this one will be worse because they truly are threatened with the loss of power. And as you've said, they're desperate. Right. You know, this is kind of like the most dangerous time for a woman when she's trying to leave an abusive husband um, is right around the time she's trying to leave. Because, you know, once she's in the safe house and once she's out, it's harder for them to victimize. So this is this is the, the most dangerous time for us is as we're leading up, up to the midterm elections and the American people are wising up to the abuse that's being heaped upon them by the Democrat Party. And so the Democrats are going to do everything that they can to regain their power. They will abuse in every possible way. Bill Barr should have used RICO statutes to investigate who was uh, funding the Antifa terrorism that took place from paying for hotel rooms for people that when Rand Paul was assaulted outside the White House, it was yeah. by people that were staying in the rooms next to him. Uh, they he Who was who was uh, sending and funding all the slabs of bricks that, that were being delivered? And he yeah. did absolutely nothing. It will be interesting to see what riots are going to be taking place in the next couple of days. Brian Maloney, got to leave it there. Red Wave America, you always bring great perspective. Thank you. All right, we're interested in your perspective on this. 888-344-1170. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. More Andrea K. Show coming up on the other side. This is the Andrea K. Show. 
on AM eleven seventy, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. We've actually got a feel-good story coming up for y'all at a San Diego here in a moment because we got to share some good news with you tonight. Uh, we're going to also give you an update on some economic news here in a moment. Um, before we get into that, Last week, I had Dinesh D'Souza on the show talking about his movie, 2,000 Mules. It's it's absolutely explosive. It tells the story of the ones who tried to hijack a presidential election, and it it exposes the true jaw-dropping evidence about what really happened in November of 2020. The truth has finally been exposed. He has all the receipts. And it is mind blowing and thousands across the country are attending the nationwide theatrical release. But in case you miss that, or if you just want to see 2000 mules again, there's a special virtual event that's going to take place that you can watch from the comfort of your home on May 7th, right? See the movie that Donald Trump calls a real blockbuster and participate in a live Q and a with Dinesh D'Souza, Eric Metaxas and others. You can watch on any device that has a web browser. The showtime begins at 8 PM Eastern time on May 7. That's 8 p.m. Eastern time on May 7. Go to 2000mules.com to get your tickets today for this one-time only, one-of-a-kind virtual event. That number is 2000mules.com. So that's a little something to look forward to. Everybody needs to see that movie. So tell all your friends as well because this is this is unbelievable what's in that movie. And that's another reason why they've they're dropping this crazy bomb about uh Roe v. Wade. They want to distract. They know this movie is coming out with with Dinesh D'Souza. They know it. They know that he's got the receipts and they don't want you to be focused on that. They also don't want you to be focused on what's happening with the economy right now. That's a huge distraction. Um there's record prices that there's a report that's come out and not even on like Newsmax or some conservative outlet, but it has to do with diesel gas prices. And and if you don't drive a diesel truck, you don't necessarily you know pay attention to what the diesel prices are. But everybody should um, play clip six. When we talk about rising fuel prices, we're often talking about gasoline, what we pay at the pump. That today is averaging $4.19 a gallon. But when you look at diesel prices, diesel fuel, they hit a new record high just this morning, $5.32 a gallon. And diesel is incredibly important to the economy. It's known as the fuel that moves the economy because it's the fuel that most of the trucks use that are on the street. Across the country, they're the things that are carrying your groceries, your diapers, your necessities. And when the cost for those truckers go up, all the costs go up on these various items that we are so reliant on as Americans. Yeah, your groceries, your diapers, your necessities, all that it's all going to go up. You think you're you think prices are skyrocketing already? I mean, have you not noticed that at the grocery store skins? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I do I do meal prepping, uh, you know, just about every week, and you know, you 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 browse through the items that you need, and it's just exponentially just going up on a pretty consistent basis. Well, it's uh, yeah, I mean, everything is, um, and it's it's not just twenty cents. I mean, I'm seeing loaves of bread now that were, it, it, and yeah, I mean, it's it's not Wonder Bread. It's not like it's some of your higher end, but it's eight dollars for a loaf of some breads. I'm seeing the price of eggs. A dozen eggs seems like it's doubled. All the basics 
food has doubled. I'm not even talking about trying to buy filet mignon. I'm talking about the basics. I'm talking about a pound of a pound of bacon. I'm talking about some of the pounds of bacon that I used to see for $5, $6 or $11 for a pound of bacon, depending on the brand and, and the kind it is. I'm talking about a pound of, of hamburger meat. You know, they, All of this and Biden can laugh about let's go, Brandon. Oh, yeah. And he can laugh. Trevor Noah can crack a joke about how all things are. Oh, everything's going up. You know, it's it's up or up, upward under the Biden. Not funny. Tough, tough year for you, Joe Biden. No, tough year for the American people. They uh, AB, was it ABC, uh, NBC interviewed this one gal um, clip clip seven, I think. This morning, as the economy is shrinking, so too are people's wallets, drained by everything from soaring staples like milk and eggs to fuel for your car. It's forcing parents like Yolanda Alexander to make difficult choices. The mother of two just had a new $200 rent hike kick in. So I don't fill my gas tank out this much. I put enough in to get me to where I need to be and to get back home. As far as groceries, no, I don't buy the normal amount of groceries as I normally we're a third world country. We are a third, officially a third world, world country. We have inflation skyrocketing. People can't afford the roof that's over their head. They can't afford to feed their kids. They can't afford to fill up the gas tank. So, so net, and then the repercussions of that is that people are, the other people that depend, she, she ain't going to restaurants, right? So that's going to affect the restaurant workers. That's going to affect the people that are waiting on tables. It's all connected. It's all connected. When you have when 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 you have skyrocketing when you have skyrocketing inflation when people when uh, when there's shelves are empty and what's on there is unaffordable when the value of your currency is going down you know people might not have liked Trump from a personality standpoint Andrea but he gave us the strongest economy this nation might have ever seen yeah. And it's going to be uh, how how much longer before we get a Republican in office? To, we can't last two and a half more two years. Two and a half years. We can't. And the problem is, even if the Republicans get in power, the pro, you know, in terms of Congress, Joe Biden is still in office. Right. This is one reason why the local elections matter so much. Because a lot of what's happening has to do with not just the Democrat in power right now, but the Democrats that have been in power in the major metropolitan cities. In fact, that's one reason why the prices are, are going up for housing, at least in Florida, because people are leaving these these Democrat states and moving to Florida. Florida's in demand. They're in demand, and there's not enough supply for housing. So that, and so then, that, then what's going to happen is the people that might been, have been, been able to escape these Democrat states don't have a place to escape to. Because there's not even affordability someplace else. Something's got to get under control here, right? More people are going to be buying lottery tickets. We had a good win story here in San Diego for that. A San Diegan won $38 million in the lottery. Let's see. I think they purchased it at a 7-Eleven. I'm not sure what part of town they purchased it in. It hasn't been claimed yet. $38 million. Uh, in, in the lottery. I think that's the first time anybody's won big in San Diego County in the lottery. And here's my thing. I almost never play the lottery um, because, and because I, you know, I'm not really much of a gambler. When I go to Vegas, I don't gamble. I just go hang out with friends. Great dining in Vegas, great shows. Um, because, I mean, the, the house always wins, right? One time, but I will play the lottery occasionally, but I play it so little and I have so fit, little faith in it that I never even check my numbers, right? I mean, my theory is, if 
the place that sold me the ticket has the winning ticket. I'll find out on the news. It'll be like this. Look, $38 million. You're reporting it on your own show. Hey, look, I won. (laughs) But here's my thing. And I've gotten to lots of debates with people over this over the years. I, if I were to win the lottery, my plan is nobody will know that I've won the lottery. I'm not going to tell anybody. Would you guys tell family or friends? 888-344-1170. There's some states to where you are required to have your name published and you can't hide it. Yeah, I think Florida is a state to where you have to, that's part of the rules of the lottery. You have to be willing to go to a press, a press conference. I'd rather not win. Well, I don't I don't know about that, man. You're going to turn down $38 million because you don't want family or friends to know. Well, think about think about all the stress it's going to cause from everybody coming at you from every angle. Well, that's why I would not want anybody to know, because it's ne- no matter how much you give to family or friends. This is one of the reasons why the majority of lottery winners actually end up broke or more broke than they were before they won the lottery. In part, it's because they don't haven't learned good money management. They feel like they don't really understand money and they, they just, they're just like, you know, a sailor on leave. But it's in large part because family and friends come out of the woodwork or you're thinking before you win the lottery, you tell people, oh, if I win, I'm going to give you X amount or I'm going to share this. And then they're not happy. It's never enough. No matter how much you give somebody in your family the lottery, they're going to be resentful. The idea is, is that you want it so it's not your money. Therefore, you should give it away. You should give it all away. And then whatever amount you give is never going to be enough. They're going to continue to want more, 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 more until your blood dries. So my theory is I wouldn't tell anybody. Now, if I lived in a state where you're required to have your identity, you can't have an agent collect the money on your behalf. Um, Would I turn down the money? Oh, heck no. Oh, heck no. But I'm really good at saying no. I'm really good at saying no. I'm really good at telling people now. I used to not be good at setting boundaries, but I wouldn't have any problem now telling people, uh, no, that this is this is income to me. If I got to pay taxes on it, then it's income to me, just like as if I was out hustling like I you know, used to as a waitress. This is and, you know, I'm not coming to you when I was poor and only had five dollars to eat on for a week and bought a sack of potatoes. I didn't come to you for money. So I don't have a problem. I know that makes me sound really cold, but I don't have a problem telling people no, not at this point. In my life. Now, would I let any family member starve and go hungry? No, because I believe charity begins at home. I believe that community is where people should be going to. There should not be forced charity in this country with taking money from taxpayers and going to giving it to another income redistribution. I would never let a family member go hungry, never let a family member, you know, go without a roof over their head or any of that kind of stuff. I might even think about, you know, buying, you know, paying off somebody's debt or whatever, but I would do it, you know, in my own way anonymously. So. I would try to, one of the things that I would do is I would try, I mean, how many people really look and see who's won the lottery, right? If you didn't tell people, even in a state to where you're required to share your identity, how many people watch, right? And pay attention. So I try to keep it on the down low, make sure Betty knew, nobody knew, you know, maybe move out of state or buy some vacation home somewhere where nobody knew I had it. And that's where I'm spending my time. The Andrea K Show live from Montana. Oh, and Montana man, the Maldives, Andrea K. Show, live from the one and only Parite Resort in the Maldives. I was watching some Maldives videos last night. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to share with y'all on our final segment here of tonight's Andrea K. Show. A little mood music there from Skins. We're going to do a little bit of news because we've got some follow up stories to give to you guys. 
So come on back. We've actually got some interesting follow-ups. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. You can also email me at andreakshow.com. We have a 24-hour call in line. I'm curious if you guys want to leave any comments there about the, not about the draft opinion of overturning Roe v. Wade. That's not been settled yet. But as I sit here and continue to think about what happened today, what it, you know, we've got how many people that have been thrown in jail Denied bail because they supposedly were insurrectionists. Is this not an act of insurrection to subvert justice, to interfere? Is this not obstruction of justice in a sense where you've got somebody leaking out a draft opinion in order to in order to intimidate the Supreme Court justices? That there's this is this is 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 this something Stalin would do? I mean, you it's know, unprecedented. This is absolutely an unprecedented attack on our democracy, on our unite, our, our republic. And Brian uh, was right. This just shows the level that, that they, the leftists, will go to to obtain what it is they want to obtain. Absolutely. And it's only going to get worse. There was actually a report, bit of news here, there was actually a report today that there was an Antifa mob uh, that caused a riot at a Republican's uh, fundraising um, political rally, not a fundraising event, it was a political rally in Portland. They feel completely entitled to do whatever they have to do, including physically assaulting you. This I talked about this recently where Alan West was an invited speaker by a Republican group at a college university. And the, and the, the girl, the college student who organized it was chased by a mob and had to hide out for hours in a bathroom or a broom closet somewhere. These are the people that feel entitled to lock federal buildings with people inside and torch it on fire to get what they want. The end justifies the means. This is how 100 to 200 million people have been killed in the, in, in, under the course of implementing communism around the world. There is nothing that they will not do. In Everybody order to get is expendable. Way. Nothing that they won't do. This is incredibly disturbing. Joe Biden should be at the microphones tonight. Of course, he doesn't even know where he is. But if we had a real president of the United oh, States. He would have already spoken. He would. Yeah. If we had a, a legit POTUS who had not just been installed in the White House, but one that actually cared about this country, one that actually cared about the U.S. Constitution, one who was in charge and one who was me- who had, had his mental faculties, he would be at the microphones tonight and saying, this is this is a stain right now. If, if you th- if you think January 6th was a stain on, on the United States of America and it was those violent protesters, I was not in support of that. Many of the people arrested weren't violent. We know that, but we know it was infiltrated. This is a bigger stain in some in some ways to me. This has never happened in the United States of America before. Okay, I'm going to wrap up a little bit of news, a little follow up for you guys. We talked, uh, I think it was last week, about cryptocurrency, and we asked people if you've if you've made any money off the crypto. Interesting Paulson. story today. Yeah, Warren Buffett. Here's his perspective. Because my other question was not just have you made any money off it. What do you think? What's your opinion on crypto? You like it? You don't? You afraid of it? You skeptical of it? Well, here's Warren Buffett's answer to my question. He says he wouldn't buy all of the Bitcoin in the world for $25. He says, uh, because what would I do with it? I'll have to sell it back to you one way or another. It isn't going to do anything. And in some ways, that's my question, Eve, about about gold and silver. I'm like, when was the last time you were able to go into a grocery store 
right? And I pull out my and, silver. I'm low yeah, on cash. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, but so that's, uh, you know, and, and Dave Elhoff answered that question. He's like, you're right. It's not really for bartering. It's not really for purchasing. It's just something else in your, in your diverse investment package. Um, he says the apartments are going to produce rent and the farms are going to produce food. And there's only one currency that's accepted. If I've got all the Bitcoin, I'm back wherever anonymous Bitcoin founder Satoshi was. Whether it goes up or down in the next year or five years or 10 years, I don't know. But one thing I'm sure of is that it doesn't multiply. It doesn't produce anything. It's got a magic to it. And people have attached magic to a lot of things. So that's interesting there. Um, and the follow-up to those who say COVID's over and there's no reason to still keep talking about it because everybody knows, you know, it's over. Well, not for the left who's continuing to try to, you know, why did Fauci flip-flop and say the pandemic was over and then turn right around and about face because the Democrat, the powers that be, the, the tyrants in this country that sought from day one to exploit it for power have not given up that quest. Case in, case in point, Rhode Island, a lawmaker there has, has proposed that those 16 and older who have remained unjabbed, that they will face a fine of $50. And the fine will be levied against the parent or guardian. And for those under 16, the fine will be levied against the parent or guardian. On top of the monthly fine, the bill, if the bill is passed, it would require the unjabbed to pay twice the amount of their personal income taxes. Do what we tell you to do. You don't have a right to object to a substance being injected into your body. And we are going to financially punish you and break you. And this at a time in which we already talked earlier about what's happening to our economy, where people can't afford their rent, they can't afford their groceries, they can't afford their gas. And it's only going to get worse as diesel gas prices skyrocket, because that's what transports and provides all of our goods that we purchase everywhere. And they're going to skyrocket as well. So I know they say, how can we make the citizens and the voters' lives even more miserable? Let's hit them with fines until they submit themselves to a jab that is becoming increasingly proven to not only not stop you from getting it and giving COVID, but it's actually, according to the Pfizer's own documentation that's coming out, is killing people and resulting in serious side effects for those who haven't died yet from it. The, the plan to use COVID for power, Far from over. it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Another little follow-up on, on Disney. DeSantis's spokesperson in Florida, is continu- they're continuing to hammer on Disney down there, and I absolutely love it. Her name is Christina Pusha. I don't know how to pronounce that. She is the most brilliant spokesperson I think I've ever seen. She's busting Disney for, quote, LB, uh, the, for the fact that they own a private island in the Bahamas and here um, that allows, that discriminates, allows no legal protections from discrimination or harassment for the LBGT community. No same-sex marriage or civil unions under the laws. Quite the, quite the hypocrites at Disney, right? Yeah. Hat tip to her. She might be she might be in the running for Hero of the Week. All right. Thanks to the listeners tonight. Thank you to our guest. We'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.